Okay, people, tomorrow morning, 10 a.m., Santa's coming to town. Santa! Oh, my God! Would you please tell him that instead of presents this year, I just want my family back. Rudolph, with your nose so bright, won't you guide my sleigh tonight? It must be magic. I must find some way to keep Christmas from coming. Nobody's walking out on this fun, old-fashioned family Christmas. Isn't there anyone who knows what Christmas is all about? True, Charlie Brown. I can tell you what Christmas is all about. Seeing isn't believing. Believing is seeing. The best way to spread Christmas cheer is singing loud for all to hear. guys we're back for another week of tis the podcast the podcast dedicated to keeping the christmas spirit alive all year long i'm julia i'm tom and i'm anthony and i you know that was a weird order we did it and i was like distracted there i know i jumped in do you for a loop actually you know what i'm gonna say i did that on purpose and just went silent like the character we're gonna be covering later tonight how are y'all he's not entirely silent no i know and if you were entirely silent that would make for a very awkward recording no more awkward than the time I did Patreon with Jerry and Chuck to talk Peacemaker and half the audio disappeared. So for half of the recording, you just hear me laughing and talking to myself <laughs> with no other audio. <laughs> uh, that should have been our April Fool's Day episode. <laughs> uh, how's it going, y'all? My puppy's sick. Oh. It's sad. She's got yeah. parasites. <laughs> an infected wound on her arm she has to live in a crate <laughs> she's sad she's wormy dog she's a wormy sick giardia ridden dog and i can't comfort her because she could give me giardia and or worms <laughs> that's really hmm. sad that is sad how you doing anthony you know fine by the time this recording drop i will see yeah, boy I wasn't going to go there until the end, but oh. I will have seen Barbie, I will have seen Cobweb, I will have seen Oppenheimer, and I will have seen Tom in person. Yay! Cobweb. Anthony, spinning. Cobweb looks terrible. It's a new horror film. Oh, okay. Yay, you get Ka- to see... You get to see Tom in real life. Again. Lizzie Kaplan's in Cobweb? We do. We're going to yes. hang out in Manhattan. Fancy, you fancy. I know we're gonna do some Christmassy things and take pictures, so be sure to follow us on all of our social medias, which we will share with you how to access. Anthony, I'll follow you. Yes, Tom. You're fall. I know you weren't very excited about it, but I'm seeing you falling down the uh, threads rabbit hole. Uh, <laughs> I'm not, yeah, it's, it is what it is. I just <laughs> copy and paste what I tweet to threads, but it's less hateful. It is less hateful. I like it. How are you, Julia? I'm doing good. Um, I have one kid at band camp last week. I have a different kid at band camp this week. But listen to this. This is cool. So Ethan's at senior high music camp in Arkansas this week. And he made top band. And yeah, cue American Pie joke. (laughs) Just the most original thing ever. (laughs) Um. But he made high enough in the top band to also qualify for the orchestra, which is super cool because they are playing like Indiana Jones music (gasps) as one of their pieces. 
Yeah. And he's super excited about it. He's like, it's not the dumbed down middle school one either. It's like, it feels like the real thing. And he gets to play with an orchestra, which he's never done. So that's super exciting. But it's always weird when one of your kids is missing, you know, like it throws the whole balance off and the force in our home. And it's just kind of odd. So yeah, you have cool good week. kids. I do have cool kids. They cool do cool. They do cool things. They do. They're fun. But it was good. It's hotter than Hades here. Um, so you can't even enjoy summer, you know? At my house, it said a hundred and it said at my house, my little weather weather setup said it felt like 116. Yeah, I believe that. But did y'all hear summer. what happened at the airport in Iran? No, oh, what? It is testing the bounds of human survivability. It was a hundred and fifty-five degrees Fahrenheit. That's the future. Thanks, climate change deniers. So y'all, I'm excited. Not only do I get to see Tom on Sunday, in a few weeks I will be in England and I will be get to meet one of our OG listeners in person, Mr. Disco 54. I am super uh, excited to meet him. So exciting. So jealous of that too. So I'm very jealous. I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to try to get him to like record something for the show when I'm with him. You're really gonna have to do some magic, or or like love doing that. FaceTime for five minutes with you guys when I'm with them. So you guys can <laughs> or, even better, have them like y'all record a little clip video together. Oh yeah, just do all of that. <laughs> so disco, if you're listening, it's like you're a cameo celebrity, and I'm gonna get you to record a <laughs> greeting for Tom and Julia. He's coming Yay. for you. That's what you should be hearing. <laughs> <laughs> That's so exciting. That is exciting. He's like OG, like seven yeah. years listening. Yeah, we've talked about disco as long as we've had the podcast, practically. Indeed. Yeah, indeed, he's one of indeed. our first listeners on the Reddits. Him mm-hmm. and Charlene were like the two OGs. Yep. And now we don't even do Reddit anymore. <laughs> it still exists. <laughs> I think the last thing upload updated there was blackish. Well, so really was this more recent than I was expecting, honestly. Yeah, I was like, huh, there hasn't been anything posted here in a while. I'm posting this week. I'm going to go in and throw something on Reddit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, well, it's some fun summer plans. And we inch closer to Christmas. I know you got a big um, Hallmark delivery, Anthony. Uh, yes, it's it was a Hallmark keepsake ornament premiere this past weekend, and I picked up a bunch of my ornaments that I pre-ordered. And there so were exciting. some good ones, let me tell you. I got Ted Lasso. Yeah. I got Dorothy from the Golden Girls. I got Michael Keaton's Batman, of course. I got yeah. Dwight. I got David from Schitt's Creek. I got a beautiful wooden Ariel and Friends Little Mermaid ornament. I got the flash. I got a happy holiday hug, it's called. And it's Pooh, Tigger, and Piglet hugging a snowman and sings. Oh. I got something called Coveted Gift. And it's Ralphie getting his BB gun. And I got Mary Sanderson from Hocus Pocus. Because Winifred came out a few years ago. Did Mary, it was delivered, you got it in hand? I did. I do not have Sarah Sanderson. She was delayed shipment. Oh, Sarah. So you don't have, mm. sorry. Uh, Shazam was delayed. Dr. Honeydew and Beaker were delayed. And oh, there was a fourth cute. one that was delayed, but I can't even remember what it was. 
So I'm missing four from my July batch, but Hallmark said they'll call me in a week or two when they come in. And uh, then it's, yeah, then I just have to wait for October when the rest of my ornaments are released. But you're not even putting a tree up this year. I know. See, you need to put a tree up. This just kind of clenches it. You do need to put up a tree. You need to put you know, a, like a little so old I, tree and put a little old tree up and put at least I all just your put it up earlier. On it. I ha- I haven't revealed this on the show yet, y'all. So, listeners, this year it's going to really test. It's not about the gifts. It's not about the decorations. It's about the love and the family. Because Sarah and I are going to Canada for Christmas for the first time in years. Which, fine, we have to see your family. We have to see the in-laws. We'll decorate up there. But that you want to reword that and say we get to see the family and the in-laws. <laughs> No, we have to. No, I, I, I'm fine with what <laughs> <laughs> Have, get, same difference in my book. Um, <laughs> so, on their that's book. Cool. so that's cool. And you know what? Even though we're flying off the 21st, a way for us to decorate because they, let, they have us. They know how much I love Christmas. So they that's will have sweet. me and Sarah go into the woods and chop down the tree and everything like that and then decorate. Oh my gosh. We need a video of that. So I appreciate all that. It'll be nice. But from November 1st to like December 20th, my house is going to be devoid of Halloween and Christmas. No, it's Why? not. It's be... You're still going to decorate. I can't. I think they're waiting little... for you. It's a lot. You can of scale work. it back. You can scale it back. You need to do something. I mean, look, I had the podcast. I All the movies will be on TV. I have the music. I'll, I'll, I'll survive a year. And do I have you all the survive, ornaments. Or do you want to thrive? I don't I have... know why you're making. Why you won't just just do it, dude? When I have go all to Houston, the ornaments. Not decorate. That maybe I'll just hang out, dangle around the. Gotta do something. I'll I'll figure it out, but it won't be the usual Christmas. And my parents aren't decorating because I won't be here, and Annalisa and her husband won't be here, so they're going to Florida, and it's just gonna be a very weird Christmas. So I'm already looking forward to Christmas 2024. I feel like there are no less than a hundred movies, Christmas movies that have dealt with the same situation. Yeah. So Anthony's living his own Hallmark movie. But <laughs> you Anthony, really are. Anthony's already Wait. married. See the Hallmark version. No. I would... <laughs> no, what's gonna happen is you're gonna go and Sarah's gonna find her true love. <laughs> oh, <gosh. laughs> what's gonna In a small town. <laughs> It'll be the opening of the Hallmark movie. We go back home and she leaves me. And then I'll be alone for Christmas. And I'll be like, Julia and Tom, can I come out to Oklahoma and spend it with you? And I'll meet someone in the Oklahoma. You're gonna be the you're gonna there be the guy go. that you're gonna be the guy that everybody wants her to leave as as it is depicted. Uh, or oh, wait am i the villain in the scenario i'm the big city guy going to the small canadian province am i bringing my corporate sensibilities to small town life <laughs> <laughs> i mean they'll convert you to small town life at that point yeah. that's just how it works yeah that's true anyway i'm still excited for christmas i'm still very excited for halloween good you should be Speaking of cons, I'm still on the fence about whether I'm going to this horror con in Connecticut in September and meeting Art the Clown in full makeup. Why are you on the fence about it? Because he's terrifying? No, 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 no. Now, let me tell you, if I met Art the Clown, that would be my profile picture for life. But, uh... <laughs> 
don't know. I don't know. I don't like planning that far ahead and my luck he'll cancel and I'll still be stuck with the ticket to a con and mm-hmm. not that it wouldn't be fun. There are other guests going, but still. Well yeah. I feel like that would be a good environment for you. You know it's not a good environment for me. I'm hoping that's not um, the case. Speaking of funny guys. <laughs> oh, really? <Okay>. Tonight. <laughs> tonight we are covering a Christmas episode of a TV series from 1992. What is the series you ask? It's Mr. Bean. What is the episode you ask? It's Merry Christmas, Mr. Bean. The singular Christmas episode in the run of the Mr. Bean TV series. And this one is like well known and I'm excited. So let's do histories with Mr. Bean before we even get into plot synopsis. Because let's be real, the plot synopsis is basically just walking us through the episode. Um, Histories with Mr. Bean. Anthony, we'll start with you, since you're acting like you're going to be the Debbie Downer for this one. What's your history with Mr. Bean in general? And then what's your history with this Christmas special? A few weeks ago, I believe it was Disco 54 wrote, we're really scraping the bottom of the barrel. And tonight... We prove him wrong because this is one of the knew it. iconic best Christmas specials we have ever covered. It was so freaking funny. And the minute I hit play on it, I was smiling ear to ear for the full 27 minutes. I It brought me right back to childhood. ABC Family, I think, used to show this in America, which is how I saw it. At least a Christmas one. I don't remember a lot of Mr. Bean's show. I'm sure I've seen some. I'm sure if I watched it. It would jog memories. But mm-hmm. this one, I remember loving as a kid, and I still love it. It's hilarious. Every gag, every joke in it was fantastic. And Rowan Atkinson is a genius, although I still can't believe he was up for the role of Lord Voldemort. But that must go to show, like, uh, <laughs> he's probably a fantastic actor. Yeah, I mean, he is a fantastic actor. He doesn't just play goofballs, but I mean... Yeah. What a win. What a win. I actually watched it three times in preparation for this episode because I enjoyed it so much. (laughs) I love that so much. Uh, Tom, same question. History with Mr. Bean and history with the special. I've seen some Mr. Bean. I've never went through the canon of it, but I pick, I never turn it off when it comes on. I do enjoy Mr. Bean a great deal. And I've seen (laughs) the, the Hollywood movies. Christine grew up her mother is very much into Mr. Bean. It is like um, she has seen them all. They're part of her childhood, very nostalgic for her. So we all watched this as a family and it was Ellie's first Mr. Bean and she was enthralled. I will say this is one of the few times when we were all sitting watching something. Nobody had Ellie didn't get up to go do anything else. Christine and I didn't do anything with our phones, computers, nothing. We were all invested in watching Mr. Bean. Afterwards, Ellie loved it. She wanted to watch more Mr. Bean. She had to call her grandma and tell her that she watched Mr. Bean. And then they just talked on the phone about this episode. (laughs) That makes me so happy. (laughs) This movie, this this Christmas special fired on all cylinders. And I'm going to go ahead and say I'm giving this a perfect 10. (laughs) Spoiler alert. I love it. Um, okay, so similar similar history. 
Um, I remembered watching Mr. Bean when I was younger and I feel like I watched it while I was at my grandma's house and like, we're talking satellite dish TV. And I want to say it was on the sci-fi network, although I can't explain that, but I remember seeing all most, if not all of the episodes of Mr. Bean. Um, but this one, the Christmas special is the only one I remember seeing like out of that environment, if that makes sense. And so it must be ABC family, like what you said, Anthony, um, because I know this one has come up on TV and I've caught it year after year. Um, and I'm never, ever disappointed <laughs> ever. I love Mr. Bean. Um, Gabe got really into the Mr. Bean uh, animated like cartoon that they show somewhere. He found it on YouTube or something. And he loved it. So um, Marty doesn't love Mr. Bean, but um, me and a few kids really, really love Mr. Bean. Did it bother? And the specialist top notch. Did it? I'll say right now, not to give away my score, but I'll say right now, it had been years since I saw this episode. And I will be rectifying that because this is going into my yearly Christmas canon after watching it. 100%. Yep. Same. Um, did it weird anyone else out though? Because British shows normally don't have a laugh track, and there was a laugh track here. I think they always have oh, a laugh track with Mr. They Bean. always do. Mr. Bean did. They have one um on Faulty Towers, they have one on um the Vicar of Dibley. Oh yeah, they did. Vicar of Dibley there. has a laugh track. Hmm. Pretty sure. Must be their older stuff had laugh tracks. They just got rid of yeah. it sooner than we did. Okay, just curious. I love the uh, the British laugh tracks are terrible though. I love them so much. <laughs> um, for people who have lived under a rock for decades and don't know the concept of Mister Bean in general, what would you describe the concept for our listeners of the character and the show in general? Mister Bean is kind of a quasi near mute character who. Everything he does is physical comedy. It's big. It's elaborate. He's a goofball. Right? Mm -hmm. He's a helpless yep. idiot. Like a well-intentioned. Yep. Like he's not like mean-spirited or anything. It's just a helpless idiot. He's a child in a grown man's body. He is. Yeah. And, and his inability to pick up on social cues, oddly enough, when I watched this one, because it had been a little bit since I'd seen this one. Did it remind um, you of Sheldon? Yeah, remind me of Sheldon. What you meant? Yep. Y'all all watch the middle, right? Yes. No, I don't watch the middle. Oh, you don't. Christine oh, said, did. "Does does he remind you of Brick as an adult?" And I was like, "Yes, I yes, he that. does." It's, it's a bit of Sheldon, a bit of Brick, a bit of like Mister Magoo, but full of like childlike. Yes. Yeah. Yep. I think that's like, what I always appreciated right the most. He's a pure. Pure of heart character for sure. <laughs> exactly. Um, and I love what you said, Tom. Like you have to engage with the show because it is all physical comedy and it pulls you in and you don't notice that you're just entirely devoting yourself to it. But I like that things can do that nowadays. Well, it's not nowadays. Things don't do that nowadays. So it was nice to watch this again. It was very nice. All to watch right. This again. <laughs> Plot synopsis. This is basically... Uh, well, before we get into it, we have to go to our yes. cast. We have covered Rowan Atkinson as before. With Love Actually. So That's we right. Yes, we did. Again, but Mr. Bean is his biggest role. Yep. 
And then, I mean, the only other person really to cover is his quasi-girlfriend. And that's Irma Gobb. Irma Gobb! <laughs> and he has a teddy bear. He has his teddy bear named, uh, well, it's a teddy. <laughs> teddy. Not a speaker. So, no, but a very important role. Super important. Um, okay. So this is a tidy little 30 minute Christmas special. Um, and it doesn't waste any time. So the plot synopsis on IMDb is while Christmas shopping, Mr. Bean purchases a bulky string of tree lights before making shambles of a department store toy section. He later manages to acquire a free turkey and Christmas tree and attempts to conduct a Salvation Army band. Finally, during Christmas dinner, Bean has quite a surprise in store for his long-suffering girlfriend. I... Mm. <laughs> I don't know that I would say he acquired a tree so much as he stole a tree. Stole it. Okay. So let's walk through this heavy physical comedy <laughs> show... Who are talking about so, it? Heavy physical comedy is great for an audio format. It really it? is. It's really something. <laughs> um, okay. So this special, as with a lot of Mr. Bean shows, is just a series of vignettes of him getting himself into little tiny pickles. And they're funny, right? And they're not even really pickles. It's just him interacting with the world in a way that, like Amelia Bedelia would do when you were reading, where you're like, oh, that's not how I would have done it. So it's Christmas season. We open up with Mr. Bean in a department store and he's shopping. We don't know what for um, until he picks up a single gold ornament and, and a box of lights. He, of Ooh, course, bubble. does. With... <laughs> yeah. Ooh, bubble. Bubble. <laughs> yeah. So for our listeners, he doesn't really talk. He's nonverbal. He just makes weird <laughs> noises for the most part. Ooh, bubble. <laughs> He did say bobble. Pers- I perfectly, I perfectly understood him saying bobble. <laughs> but he doesn't know if the to... gold. He doesn't know if the gold bobble is the right one, though, right, Julia? He's debating. He is debating. He he struggles with it a bit, right? He, he picks up multiple bobbles until he finds the one that that's the right one. Um, he also has to test the box of lights out before he buys them, which is completely practical. Well, oh, how does he test out? How does he test out the bobbles, though? He throws them on the floor. He throws them. He throws the. He throws the gold one on the floor. It bounces up. He throws the red one on the floor. It breaks. He walks and crunches over it. (laughs) Okay, he tests the lights out, which is perfectly reasonable, and I recommend everyone do this before leaving a store because sometimes Mm -hmm. they are faulty lights. But how does he test the lights? (laughs) <laughs> i mean he he does what anyone would do and unplugs an existing plugged in strand of lights to then test his not noticing he unplugs the entire shopping center's lights which i would say this is a fault on the shopping center that seems like poor design you would put the single source of plugged in lights through the entire exterior of a shopping center accessible to shoppers not mr bean's fault the lights okay. work he gets them he goes to check out Oh no no well well, well first and uh, this is a scene I always drive remembered well, for wait, years. Wait wait he, he he turns it in and while he's waiting he walks away he yes. he sets them on the counter right and this is a out. scene I've remembered for years and the one I always think of when I thought of this special 
He goes over to a nativity display <laughs> and he starts playing with them like action figures, but like it's not just the figures of the nativity. He brings well, in first of all, Joseph, Joseph, baby Jesus is there and he starts doing things, and Joseph is just shh. <laughs> and he brings yes. in all of these sheep. He brings he the backs dog up a truck to herd, to herd off the sheep. <laughs> he just throws them in the truck. And then he backs up a truck to this 14th century wooden manger nativity set. Gets all the sheep on board. <laughs> Isn't there a dinosaur too? And then the dinosaur yes. comes in and starts roaring around. So okay. the tanks <laughs> have to come in. So, and a so, Dalek. So the angel Gabriel. Oh, we forgot about Dalek. We forgot about Dalek. Mm-hmm. But eventually, he airlifts the angel Gabriel. Yes, via a helicopter. Via helicopter, airlifts baby Jesus out of the manger, away from all noise, making helicopter sounds as he does it, like. <laughs> 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 and he deposits the baby into a bed in a dollhouse. <laughs> he brings Joseph and Mary over, where it looks like they get into a little squabble for a minute over the sleeping baby. <laughs> Before a Bobby, a police officer, walks into the scene, and he realizes it's not Mr. B. Walking him into the scene. It's an and it irate. Scares him. <laughs> it scares the crap out of him. It's an irate store employee walking mm-hmm. it into the scene. And this whole scene was gold. I was laughing so hard on the couch as I was watching yep. this. This is the one yep. that has stuck with me for years. And oh man, it's it's perfect. I don't no notes of this scene whatsoever. Well, and it's so great because you don't see Bean acting it out. Like you're seeing it tight in frame with the nativity itself. You can just hear the noises he's making, which is <laughs> even more fun, I think. Because for me, I'm imagining his face as he's doing it and it's making me laugh <laughs> yeah. even more. Exactly. <laughs> oh, goodness. Okay. Um, so that's our first vignette. Um, after he gets scolded, he walks off with his purchases for his tree. Great. All right. Um, next small scene is this cute square at Christmas. Um, there are carolers. You have a father Christmas dressed up. Um, and this is like the, the middle part of it, right? So a few things happen in this scene. We get the, of course, Mr. Bean is going to pull somebody's beard. He's going to pull uh, Santa's beard to see if it's real. It is real. And he has to run off. The first one was fake though. When he was going into the store, he pulled the fake yes. one. Yes. That's right. At the very beginning. <laughs> this one was not fake. This one was real. Um, spooks him a bit. Um, this is where we also meet his long suffering girlfriend, as the plot synopsis called her. And oh, um, she's, job. <laughs> she's very, she's very intent uh, at hinting what she wants for Christmas. She drags Bean to this jewelry store window, and there's like this beautiful ring that you definitely. <laughs> The diamond like, I don't know like, what Mr. Bean is a does as a as a job, but that's uh, a big old diamond. The diamond is the size of a baseball. It's huge. Yep. 
And this whole relationship reminds me of Amy and Sheldon. And we could talk about that later on because he's 100% to what she wants. Yep. And she's pointing and he was like, oh, okay. And so <laughs> that's where we leave that part at. He is then, she leaves to <laughs> let him buy the ring in her mind. And he gets a little distracted because there's a group of, um, there's like a quartet of it's like a brass Musicians. band from the Salvation Army. They're horns, right? Yeah. yeah. They are. Um, and there's a conductor, and he's pretty sleepy. The conductor's pretty sleepy. Like, he's just barely waving his arms. But the band playing, and it's beautiful. Everybody loves it. Everybody's enjoying the Christmas music. And <laughs> the conductor is also holding a tip jar for donations as he's conducting, right? And so Mr. Bean sees it and he's like, oh, I can help you out with that. And so he takes the little tip jar and he starts walking around and he just happens to encounter this pickpocket who has been raking up during this performance. And he motivates him to empty his pockets and everything else um, pockets, with all of hat, the spoils. <laughs> his mouth. mouth at some point. Yep. Yeah. Um, and fills the bucket full of other people's stuff, which... You could question that a little bit, I guess, but um, and then he goes and he hands it to the conductor, and the conductor's like, hot dang, and says, Well, can you hold my baton while I go take care of this and put it in a safe place? And here's one of my favorite parts of the whole episode is when we see Mr. Bean discovering the beauty that is every time he waves his baton, the band plays. He starts small with these little accidental movements and the band reacts immediately. And then we start to get Mr. Bean breaking it down into some, like it gets jazzy at one point. He's like singing along to all the cues, but not out loud. You know, you just see Mr. Bean's face and they're so attentive to him conducting and the crowd is enjoying it. Um, Enjoying it so much that when the actual conductor gets back from playing dress up with some of the things that he found in the donation bucket um it's a very sleepy performance after that um i thought this was so funny this really made me laugh and the timing is great i mean he's a successful comedian for a reason he's excellent timing what we do see speaking of thievery that Tom mentioned <laughs> the end of this scene is Mr. Bean attempting to buy a Christmas tree. Of course, the person in front of him in line grabs the last two trees there. It is Christmas Eve. He needs a tree. So Mr. Bean takes the one square. It's like, I don't know, how, how tall is that tree? 20 it was feet. Very, uh, Christmas vacation. It like draped over the car while he drove away. <laughs> Uh, so that takes us back to the last set piece, and that is in Mr. Bean's house. Well, it's split up into three acts, right? So the first one is called Christmas Shopping, and this next mm-hmm. one is called Christmas Eve, Act Two. Yep. So we <laughs> we see him decorating his tree with his bobble and string of lights in his, bedroom. his little. He's got a little bitty tree, right? and it's, it's so it's tiny. tiny but that's oh because God. he has a small apartment. He has a small like, apartment. He does. It like fell apart or something on the ride home where he cut it in half. It's kind of like when the office, like they got the tree too big and cut off the top of it. 
Well, yeah, he purposefully cut the top off because then he looks out of his window and the two-story tree without with the top missing is leaning up against the outside of his building and he just pushes it over because he doesn't need the rest. He only puts (laughs) one bottle on the tree, just one gold bubble. That's that's all he bought. (laughs) Again, just his over-exaggerated emotions like, ooh, holds it up and like puts it. Um... He lives alone, except for Teddy, his teddy bear. Um, and so a we mouse. see him and a mouse. That's right. Oh gosh. Um, so we see him write a few Christmas cards, uh, seal them in envelopes, and then we see him step outside of his own door, push them through his chute back into his room. <laughs> he has given himself Christmas cards. He unwraps them, so excited to have gotten three Christmas cards <laughs> and he hangs them on his string next to six or seven others he's mailed himself of the exact same design. Uh, he's quite satisfied. He's <laughs> quite satisfied. Um, another British tradition, we sadly don't have over here Christmas crackers. He pulls not them true. out of the closet. Cole, Cole sells them every year now. Well, but it's not like ingrained in our family celebrations. No, which is I really know, sad. but yeah. Coles, Coles is making a valiant effort to bring them into pop culture on we this side to. of the pond. Colburn House needs those this year. Um, Crow House gets them. Crow, that's great. Crow House is on top of it. We're we're um, doing it. Like it is. It's something that I decided is like something we didn't do it in my mom's house last year, but it's something we do it. We set them on the plates at dinner, so everybody has. Oh, their I love practice. that. And then after dinner, you pop them and put on your crown and all the other ridiculous. It's just so much fun. You should do them this year. Uh, William Sonoma has really nice ones, too. Okay. I'd rather nice ones than ones full of just, you know, cheap crap. Oh, it's still cheap crap. They just look pretty. Okay. That's that's the point. point. They're they're always cheap crap, like paper crowns and stuff like that. Um, you can get them on clearance right now from $40 to $10 on williamsonoma.com. Oh, snap. Okay. Off to do that when we're done. Um, so he pulls a dusty box of Christmas crackers out of his closet and tries one out because you got to do that. And it's pretty underwhelming. So we see him rigging up another cracker for yeah, later. He puts- yeah, he puts like multiple fuses into one giant cracker and then puts it aside. Chekhov's gun for later That's on. right. That's right. Gonna see this again. Um, okay, so we're starting to get cozy with our Christmas decorations. He's got the tree, he's got the cards. So it's stocking time. He hangs up a stocking for himself. He hangs up a stocking for Teddy, um, his teddy bear. And he hangs one for a tiny little mouse that lives in a hole, which is so cute. It is so cute. And he talks to the mouse. <laughs> he, no, meow, meow, meow. meow. <laughs> and then he laughs. Like, he's so funny. He's hilarious. Um, <laughs> as he is snacking on a box of chocolates with a nice drink, he turns TV on because isn't that what we do look for something to watch and there's like nothing he can chill to um there's a war movie on tv there's a horror flick on tv and that is not mr bean's bag so he turns the tv off when he hears singing from outside of his door and we pick up pretty quickly it's carolers so he opens the door up he's super excited to see it's a bunch of kid carolers um so he pulls his easy chair up Instead of watching the television and he watches the carolers uh, with his 
chocolates and his drink and he puts his feet up and he's really enjoying himself. But as you do, he starts to nod off. And so he picks up his box of chocolates, walks to the door and slams it in the kid's face. <laughs> in the middle of the way in a manger. <laughs> oh, I got to tell you right here, Ellie was so egregiously upset. Why would he do that? I thought he was taking them chocolates. They were being nice to him, daddy. Why would he slam the door? <laughs> it was adorable. <laughs> she felt the slight for those children. <laughs> Um, and this brings us to Christmas morning. He goes to bed Christmas that night. Day, act three. He wakes up and he is as excited as any kid is when they wake up Christmas morning. Okay. <laughs> he is so jazzed though what yeah. he does first. <laughs> His little dance around the apartment. As I picture no. Tom waking his family up on Christmas morning. <laughs> Such joy. Such joy. <laughs> um he um he looks in Teddy's stocking and Teddy has been brought a little tin that is pair that has a pair of eyes in it. And so he puts two eyes on Teddy. And then when he looks at Teddy with his eyes in, he goes, Oh, and he waves at him, like, see, you can see me now. And it's like the cutest thing on the planet. And so then cute. when he checks his stocking, it has the other sock inside of it. <laughs> So he slips them on and he goes, Oh, Christmas sucks, you know, in the way that he does. <laughs> it's so wonderful. Oh, and then I'm, he goes, I'm tearing up from laughing, y'all. <laughs> and then he goes over to the mouse's stocking and digs at it and he goes, Oh, it's a piece of cheese, which he immediately oh, puts into a mouse trap outside of it's the sex. mouse hole and sets it. Yes. <laughs> um okay and so then um he's awake it's christmas morning what do we start to do kitchen we got to get the food ready so bean goes into his kitchen to get ready to prepare the turkey he has received at the market um it is the biggest turkey you've ever seen in your life it is huge and so he starts stuffing the turkey and he loses his watch inside of the turkey's butt at a certain point so of course we have a uh, hilarity ensues when he tries to find it by all means necessary and the placement of the turkey as he is stuffing it is a direct visual with him right behind the turkey legs so it is a whole <laughs> other element of of visual comedy in that moment right Yes. Um, so he, uh, ends up with the turkey on his head, a la Chandler from Friends, which well, I can this actually Friends. inspired Friends. If you listen to the commentary yeah. for the episode, they said they took the inspiration from Mr. Bean. As it should be. Um, so he has the turkey Chandler. on his head and his girlfriend comes. Go ahead. I was gonna say Chandler and Monica both wore the turkey, right? No, Joey and Joey Monica, and Monica both were. or Joey and Sorry, Monica. I mean, Mo, Joey, Mo, yep, I, yeah, yep. yeah, Joey and Monica, yeah. Um, so Bean has this gigantic turkey on his head, and um, Irma shows up at the door, and he obviously doesn't <laughs> want her to notice he has dinner on his head, and so he covers it up with a tablecloth, and she's so I don't know in a whirlwind, she doesn't notice it. So he makes her a cup of tea. 
or she makes tea when he has the turkey on his head and he ends up terrifying her when it finally is revealed he has a turkey on on his head a la joey when he sees it on monica's head which i thought was pretty great um oh well she doesn't always she doesn't just see it and freak out he has a what is it like a <laughs> what, what a, is a handsaw a handsaw yeah, yeah a handsaw. He, he looks like a horror villain <laughs> <laughs> she thinks he's attacking him it's very funny uh after she recovers she attempts to help get the turkey off of his head and in the process she hurts her own head uh like there they've got all this furniture piled up on top of the turkey and she's trying to pull him out of the turkey it's a whole thing um they end up losing the turkey out the window when it does finally come off so this this ruins their meal a bit they end up eating just cranberry sauce sandwiches with some carrot slices poor guys um but this is the uh this is the christmas present moment right um and irma did we mention the first thing irma did when she got in was hung up some mistletoe we didn't mention that she did that while he saw the turkey on his head and she didn't notice yep. and she's she is so cute the way she puckers her lips like a kid for her kiss like closes her eyes and like mm. <laughs> she because she's nope. demanding that was nasty that she needs a kiss before she will give him this big present she bought him. Um, he ends up being super sneaky and absolutely not kissing her, but grabbing the package anyway, which felt very Sheldon and very Amy Farrah Fowler. Um, and he tears into this present and it's like a, it's a, like a submarine set, right? It's a model it's ship or a, something, a ship. It's a, it's a ship. Yeah. Well, that's a model ship. And there's lots of guns. Bills. Yeah. Ooh, guns. Yeah, he's so excited. <laughs> <laughs> and she's just sitting there watching him open the present and start to play with it. And she's just like, okay. And she goes and she sits on the bed and starts to cry, right? Well, she doesn't cry yet. Oh, okay. No, he gives her the first she wants part. a gift. That's right. So he's like, oh, your present. And so he hands her a box-shaped gift, like a large shirt, shirt box-shaped gift not a ring box shaped gift so she's immediately disappointed and that doesn't get any better because when she opens it he got her the picture of the man and the woman with the oh. ring advertisement that was it next was... to the ring itself right and this is where Irmer starts to cry and Mr. Bean's like oh forgot something and he takes out this ring shaped box <laughs> and she gets all excited and opens it up but what is it it's, it's a, hook a hook to hang the picture, but it looks like a ring. I thought like ring. maybe the ring that came out of the kid's mouth is what I thought initially. Oh, yep. But it um, is, it's just the screw hook. <laughs> and she ends up storming out the flat. She leaves him behind. Yeah, and, he doesn't uh, know what he did he doesn't wrong. Know why. And actually for fans of Mr. Bean, interesting fact, this is the last episode Irma's ever in. She That's it. <gasps> she... She, she broke up with him. Character before this, this was her breakup. This was her exit. She never got. I back think that's her. fine because she's. I don't like her very much. Oh, I liked her. <laughs> she she was way better for than Amy Fair Fowler. I can't stand Amy, but I really liked her. Oh, I love Amy Fair Fowler. <laughs> um. So now we we've got Mr. Bean. He's alone. Um. But he's not going to let this put a damp on his Christmas 
experience is Christmas this, you know, he's not going to do that because he's Mr. Bean. So what does he do? How does it end? He, he remembers his big Christmas cracker and pulls it apart and there's a loud explosion and you see it from outside as a bang from the explosion <laughs> bangs through his window and the end. The end. That's right. So there is a deleted scene that hasn't been shown since airing. It's not on um, the DVD or digital or anything. It's when he wins a turkey at the department store that he ends up wearing on his head. So there's mm. a contest to guess the turkey's weight. So that clever Mr. Bean sneaks a pair of scales to the counter, having already weighed himself. He subtracts his weight from the combined weight. <laughs> to get of calculator. And the person in charge is shocked that Bean guesses the exact weight to three decimal places. <laughs> I wonder why they cut that out. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure. Just for time or? Probably time. I mean, does it have a Linus moment? No. No. But you could argue Mr. Bean doesn't need a Linus moment. It is definitely Christmas, though. 100%. Everything is Christmas. The view is Christmas. It did such... It did such a good job of getting a Christmas atmosphere in each and every scene. And the music in the background was great. It had Christmas music yeah. throughout. Yeah. It's super Christmassy. So definitely still Christmas. Um, okay. So I know we have Tom's ranking already. 10. I'm going 10. So am I. A perfect 10. Well deserved. This is the best thing we've heard in a long time. And this Absolutely. is like a classic. Like oh, this yeah. has this so is totally much nostalgia wrapped up in it for me, even though mm -hmm. I haven't seen it in years. And I can't wait to revisit again now every year. Absolutely. And I love the short runtime. This is something like it went by so quick. Like I could see myself going to this and like you know, June or April or like early in the year when I just need a quick dose of Christmas, but not something like a full movie. Like this is like the perfect fit. The perfect Absolutely. Fit. Um, totally agree. So we did get some comments from listeners. Like apparently Mr. Bean is very popular. Oh yeah, what'd we get? What so we Rebecca, Rebecca Watt uh, formerly Rebecca Bull wrote, Oh, the nostalgia, and then three faces of the heart eyes. Our good friend mm -hmm. Art Kilmer wrote, I love this episode. It's probably in my top five favorite treat TV Christmas shows. I would score it with a perfect 10. Mr. Bean in general, I'm a big fan. Well, Art, we're with you there. And then mm -hmm. behind the bells, our friend Robert wrote, Mr. Bean, a silent legend meets Christmas, a favorite of mine. I was nine when I was introduced to Mr. Bean, first through his movie, which I really liked, before I discovered he had an entire series. Merry Christmas, Mr. Bean was the first I ever saw through a video rental. I continued to watch the special every holiday, a part of my own Christmas canon. And then on Twitter, Emmett, uh, one second. On Twitter, Emmett the Bald of Gathering of the Geeks wrote top five Xmas special for me. Absolutely agree with wow. all of that. I agree. 
I agree. Lots 100%. of love for it's this one. Unbelievable. I kind of if you haven't watched and, it, I was gonna say I kind of want to go back and watch the whole because it's a short series. They're only like fifteen episodes or something like that. I kind of want to yeah. go back and watch them. And they're what twenty something yeah. minutes. Yeah. Yep. If if you haven't watched it and you want to. You can watch it for free on Hulu if you have a Hulu membership, or it's just straight up on Pluto. Right. And Pluto is totally free. Pluto is free. That's where I watch this. I bought it digitally because I don't trust streaming platforms anymore since they've been removing content, and I don't want to lose this one. Uh, But definitely, if you have never seen it, it is worth your time completely. And we'd be excited to hear what you think of it. Where can they do that? You know, we have made things easy for you. We have a link tree. You can go to linktree.com slash tis the podcast. And there you can find a link to all of our social medias. You can find our website. You can find... What is this link to? Oh. You can You can find links to our most recent episode on Spotify. You can find our shop, our website, our Facebook group our patreon we've also got links to our twitter instagram our linkedin patreon and you can email all of the elves what's on patreon y'all what's not on patreon well i mean a lot of stuff's not on patreon we have a ton of great content coming at you (laughs) coming at you on patreon um anthony and i just recorded a ruined podcast-esque episode where yeah. Anthony ruins um, the Terrifier. Everything. I almost said the Punisher. I'm like, that's not right. Ruins um, the Terrifier movie for me, which has a third version coming out in theater soon. So if you're super excited about that coming out, you've never heard of, or you totally have heard of these movies and you want to hear Anthony completely ruin the movie for me. So I don't ever have to watch that abomination, then you should check it out. We've got good stuff coming. Um, A ton of other October horror content uh, coming both in Patreon and our main feed for that matter. But like Anthony has been putting some serious work into Patreon with friends um, recording with him on non-Christmas content, which that is the definite place you need to be if you're looking for above and beyond Christmas content. Though we still put not just Christmas, we still Halloween put Christmas stuff on there as well. Thanksgiving, um, tons of stuff, and Julia's not done with the Terrifier yet because we have to record our second ruined episode to cover yes, Terrifier too. <laughs> See what crazy antics Art the Clown continues to get up to. <laughs> oh brother um so, so really great stuff there and really great stuff continuing to come up in the main feed the next few weeks so next week we are covering kenny and dolly a christmas yeah, we are. to remember with podcasting legend andy di genova of holy badcast of disorder of real fans of real movies i don't know when this guy has time to sleep or work or play with his baby <laughs> Um, and then the week after that, we are covering season two, episode six of The Bear called Fishes with our good friend Kendall Foray, who we haven't seen on the show in a while. So excited to cover that episode, excited to have Kendall back. And then, um, that kind of leads us into TV mode. We have How I Met Your Mother, or The Camp Queen, that 70s show, bunch of good stuff 
coming up, which will lead us into the Halloween season. So we are there, y'all. We are there. It's in the downward slope of the year, which means it's the upward slope of Tissa podcast content. So maybe we scrape the barrel disco for the first half of the year, but that's because we bring you the good stuff the back half of the year. That's right. We know when it's important. (laughs) You're a little bit. You're sounding bitter. I'm not bitter. (laughs) I'm Anthony. And I'm Mm. actually very excited because we only have 3,696 hours until Christmas. That is 154 days, y'all. That's 23 weeks. Mm. 24 weeks 22 mm-hmm. weeks yes <laughs> leave it in leave it in <laughs> do your all right homework, do your y'all. homework bye friends bye bye